Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we hope will inspire, encourage, and challenge you to grow closer to God. So sit back, prepare your heart, and see where God can take you. So Boudreaux and Thibodeau were at work. And Thibodeau told Boudreaux, he said, man, I need a break. I'm wanting to take some days off. And Boudreaux told him, he said, there's no way the boss is going to give you any time off. He said, oh, yes, he will. Watch this. And with that, he climbed up to the rafters in the room that they had been standing in. And he hung from the rafters. And he started saying at the top of his voice, shine, 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 shine. Getting louder and louder until he catches the boss's attention who comes into the room, sees him hanging there and says, Thibodeau, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm a light and I'm just lighting up the room. He said, Thibodeau, come down from there. He said, I think I've been working you too hard. He said, man, the stress is getting to you. I think I need to give you a few days off. And with that, Thibodeau gave Boudreaux a wink of the eye and walked out the door. A minute later, Boudreaux gathered up his stuff and started headed out the same door. And the boss said, Boudreaux, where do you think you're going? He said, you don't expect me to work in the dark, do you? Come on, y'all. That's a good Boudreaux joke for the first Sunday of the year right there. There, there it is. We're kicking off a brand new uh, series of messages for the month of December where I want to talk to you about what God says for us to do as followers of Jesus. What he says for us to do is shine. Everybody say shine. He's called us to shine. I don't know if, if you feel the same, but to me over the last couple of years, it just seems like our world has grown to be a darker and darker place. It just seems like darkness is prevailing. And I know we've had some dark times in our world, you know, through the centuries, but in my lifetime, I gotta be honest with you, I've never seen our culture in a darker place. And really and truly for those of us that follow Jesus, all that means is that our light should shine brighter. Uh, that our light should, should shine the brightest when the, the, the darkness is prevailing around us. It just gives us a chance to do exactly what Jesus tells us we're supposed to do. It's found in Matthew's gospel, chapter 5. I want to read verse 14 through verse 16 where Jesus said, You, somebody say he's talking to me. He says, You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, you are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, Jesus said, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Do you see what happens when followers of Jesus be the light of the world like God has called them to be? People glorify our heavenly father. Those trapped in darkness are attracted to the light within our own lives and they are able to come out of that darkness they're existing in and embrace the light like we have. I wanna kick this series off today by just drawing this observation with you. Real faith shines. Real faith shines. Today, I think we would do well to... Just think about our faith as we kick off a brand new year here in 2022. 
Is there anything more important that we could really, really evaluate than our faith, where we stand with God, where we are in our commitment to Christ? The Bible tells us to examine ourselves, to see if we are in the faith. And here's how you'll know it. You'll know you're in the faith if your life is a shining light to those around you because real faith shines. It really does. Real faith shines. What I want to do for the next few moments is just unpack that thought with you. What makes real faith shine? What is it that provides the glow in that believer's life who has fully dedicated his heart to Christ and is really going after God, spending time with God, serving God by carrying out what he knows the will of God to be? What is it that creates that glow that makes faith shine? The first thing I see in scripture that really makes our faith shine is our good works. In fact, that's what Jesus said. He said, let your light so shine among others that they might see your good works, your good deeds, and then glorify your father that's in heaven. So it is good works that causes our faith to shine. So I got a challenge for you. Here we are on day two of 2022. And, and this is the challenge for the next, what are we at? We're, so at the, for the next 363 days, this is what I want to challenge us all to do. I want us to start out every day this year with this question, who can I help today and how can I help them? What if all of us as believers approach every single day this year committed to to those two things. Who can I help and how can I help them? I'll tell you what'll happen. Our faith will begin to shine. It'll begin to shine bright. Darkness around us will receive a real witness of the love of God by the way we reach out to them in good works. Who can I help today? How can I help them? James chapter two, verse 15 through verse 17 are the words of James inspired by the Holy Spirit as he writes, suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? You see, faith by itself isn't enough. Let me reemphasize that. Faith by itself isn't enough. Faith's got to shine, y'all. Unless it produces good deeds, faith is dead and useless. I don't want a form of faith that is dead and useless. I want a faith that shines, man. I want a faith that demonstrates the love of God to those around us. I'm so proud of our student ministry, The Exchange. They raised over $11,000 to help build that water well in Kenya. Come on, give our teenagers a great big hand. So proud of them, so proud of them. And then let me brag on you as, as, our, as our church uh, really embraced a, a challenge that I gave you towards the end of the year last year. I'll let you know one of our strategic partners, Fire Bible, uh, they print the Bible in every language known to man. 
And not just the Bible, but also the Bible commentary. Fire Bible has been referred to as Bible college in a book. I mean, it's just full of such great insight and truth and teaching. And so Fire Bible translates the Bible and commentary into all the different languages. I found out recently that they were translating Fire Bible over into Haitian Creole. Now, we all know that Haiti has had it, man, so rough over the last couple of years. And uh, we also know that Louisiana has quite a large Haitian population. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great if our church uh, printed up a bunch of those Haitian Creole fire Bibles and sent them to the people there in Haiti? And so you took me up on that challenge. Do you know in December, we raised over $11,000 to buy Bibles and send them to the people of Haiti. Come on, give yourselves a great big hand. Why, Why am I bringing all that up? Because that's your light shining bright, man. And we can't just do those kind of things collectively. We can do those kind of things individually. Maybe there's someone in your neighborhood, man, who, you know, is sick and they're not doing well. What if you were to, you know, put some friends together and y'all were to cook some meals, you know, that could go in the freezer and just kind of line them up for a week or two of meals so that, man, they've got somebody helping them up helping them out in a, in a tough time. What, what, if, um, what if you've got uh, someone in your neighborhood that's been injured some way and they, they, they can't mow their grass and instead of them having to hire somebody out, what if you and several of your friends just took turns once a week going over uh, mowing that grass until that, that guy or that gal's back up on their feet and they can do it for themselves. There's so many different things we can do. You could visit a shut-in, maybe who's lonely, don't, don't have family here with them. Uh, there's so many different things individually we can do. I am uh, working right now on another Inspire Night coming up later this year that I cannot wait uh, to get the president and founder of Convoy of Hope. His name's Hal Donaldson, and he's gonna be with us for an Inspire Night. We just gotta get our dates coordinated. But I can't wait for you to hear Hal Donaldson's story. Most of you are familiar with what Convoy of Hope does. They're one of our strategic uh, partners around the world. Most of you are familiar with their disaster relief work because we've benefited from it uh, here you know, on the Gulf Coast after hurricanes. Uh, they send in truckloads of supplies and just reach out to people as they're dealing with all the aftermath of a storm or an earthquake or something along those lines. What you might not know is they also have a, a, children, uh, a children's feeding program around the world where they feed over 375,000 children every single day. And what you also may not realize is that all of that benevolence, all of those good works all began in Hal Donaldson and in his brother's heart when they were just little boys. You see, their parents were both killed in a head-on collision and they were orphaned at a very early age. There was no extended family to take them in and so it looked like that they would become wards of the state. But you know what happened? A couple there in their little Assembly of God church decided to take those boys in. The rest of the church came around them and paid for education and paid for clothes and paid for what it took to raise those two boys. They said they felt like they had been embraced by an entire church family, raised by an entire church family. And that translated into those two brothers after they graduated college, making the decision, hey, somebody helped us back when. We're gonna help somebody now. And they started convoy of hope that is reaching millions today in such powerful, significant ways. Come on, y'all. Real faith shines. Real faith shines. 
Would you make up your mind with me today? My faith is going to shine this year like never before. Amen? Number two, secondly, I believe real faith shines due to wisdom. Wisdom causes us to shine. If you think about it, the, the shiny aspect of our faith is the contrast. It really is the contrast. So in other words, when we allow God to impart wisdom within our lives, that is contrasted with all the foolishness around us. And have you noticed how much foolishness is going on around us? I mean, come on. Our culture has never embraced greater forms of foolishness than what we see happening in the United States of America right now. It's just crazy. It's like nobody has any clue whatsoever what direction we need to take, how to get out of this mess that we're in. How many know there's someone who absolutely knows how to get us out of this mess? If we'll just lean into the wisdom of God, God will impart that wisdom. And the contrast will be followers of Jesus who know what to do when nobody else does. That's how the wisdom of God causes our faith to shine. Now, I want to share a passage of scripture with you from uh, the book of Daniel, the Old Testament book of Daniel. And if you're familiar with that book, you know the first half of that book is very historic in nature, and then the second half of that book is very prophetic in nature. So it points to what will be specifically at the end of all time. And I really believe that's where we actually could be kind of on humanity's timeline. And so Daniel could very well be talking about the moment that we're in as he's inspired by the Holy Spirit in Daniel chapter 12, verse three, to say this, those who are wise, speaking of those in the last days who are wise, will shine as bright as the sky. I'm telling you, the wisdom of God will cause you to stand out in a darkness that prevails in people all around us, where again, there's no comprehension, no understanding of the times and what to do in the type of times that we're in. God wants to give us wisdom. Here's how that foolishness translates into darkness in people's lives. We see it in Romans chapter one and verse 21. As Paul the apostle writes here, although they knew God, Speaking of this world we live in, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. When the world recognizes God but refuses to align with him, the Bible says their hearts grow dark within them. And that's what's happening in our world. But it doesn't have to be that way for you. It doesn't have to be that way for us because God's got answers. My message for you today is really simple. Look to God, not Google. Come on, y'all. I think all of us use Google. And, and I mean, let's be real. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, if you'd have told me, hey, any question you have, all you gotta do is pick up your phone and ask the phone and the phone will be able to tell you. I mean, but, but, if we're going to be honest, there are things your phone can't tell you that God can. So let's look to God, not just to Google, right? Let's look to God for those answers that Google or anything else in this world just simply cannot provide. Psalm chapter 119, verse 130 says that the teaching of God's word gives light so even the simple can understand. Doesn't matter how educated you may be or, or you may not be. You don't even have to 
have lived a long life and have all the experience of someone in their latter years. The Bible says that God's word gives light so that even the simple can understand what this world just simply does not understand. And that's why we work hard here at our church to help you grow in your understanding of who God is and what God wants from us all and for us all. We do that through our growth track. So we're here on the second day of a brand new year. And there are many of you that have never taken us up on our growth track. We have three phases to our growth track, a fundamentals phase where you really learn what the Bible teaches, what we believe as Christians, why we believe it. We have a a second uh, phase to the growth track that we call freedom, where you can put kind of your yesterdays behind you and move forward in life in in the freedom and the liberty that only God can provide you. And then thirdly, we have our our foundations uh, phase of our growth track. They all happen uh, within about a four-month small group semester. And man, you can grow. You can grow in wisdom. You can grow in your understanding, uh, your comprehension of what God intends for you, if you'll just commit to that. And I want to challenge you just to commit right now. Hey, as we kick off a brand new semester of small groups at the end of the month, I'm going to go through one of the growth tracks. I'm going to grow in my understanding of God's will. James chapter one, verse five, God said this. He said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. One of the reasons we put together every year at the first of the year, our 21 days of prayer and fasting is because God said he he generously grants wisdom to those who ask. So for the next 21 days, we're going to God and we're asking God for wisdom. We're going to hear from God. Look, y'all, if you draw near to God, you'll hear from God. If you'll draw near to God, you can hear from God. And so that's what we're going to do. So can I just challenge you? Make up your mind right here, right now. I'm going to participate in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. It'll happen every morning from 6 to 7 a.m. here in the auditorium or online. If you can't make it here in person, join us online. Let's go after God together. Let's go after answers together. Let's go after wisdom together. It's, what I, it's what's going to make our faith shine like Jesus said it's supposed to. I heard a story recently that really encouraged me. It's a story of a gold mine in Australia that they've been doing digs in for over 45 years. But just recently in this gold mine, after 45 years, they found two of the largest rocks the mine has ever produced. In fact, one of them weighed 143 pounds. It was worth $2.6 million. How many would say that's a good find? But notice that great find happened after 45 years of digging. What are you saying, Jeff? I'm saying, let's keep digging. Let's keep digging in God's word. Let's keep digging in through prayer because I believe there's so much more that we've yet to receive from God. If we'll just keep pressing in, I believe the richest blessings you've ever known are waiting on you if you'll just keep digging. Amen? What makes our faith shine? Our good works make our faith shine. God's wisdom makes our faith shine. And thirdly, evangelism causes us to shine. What do I mean by evangelism? Well, I mean sharing your faith with others talking to people about what God's done in your life, how he's turned your life around and giving them the hope that that can happen for them as well. 
inviting people to church with you. Uh, All of this falls under this category of evangelism. And I believe the scripture teaches this is one of the ways our faith really shines. In fact, I want to go back to that verse in Daniel. You'll recall Daniel 12, 3 said, those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky here in these last days. But then he goes on to say, and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever. Hey, are you going to lead many to righteousness this year? By sharing your faith with them, sharing your story with them, sharing an invitation uh, with them to come to church with you? Are you going to bring many to righteousness? If you do, God's word says you're going to shine like the stars forever. I want you to notice when Jesus told us, hey, you're the light of the world. He said, we're the light of the world, not the light of the church. If the only time our light is shining is when we're together in a, in a setting like this, wow, we're missing the point. The darkness is right outside those doors, amen? And we need to penetrate that darkness with the light of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, sharing the gospel with people, telling people about Christ. Have you been to Home Depot lately or Lowe's or any of those building supply places? Most of them have a whole section for lighting. They've got every kind of lighting fixture you can imagine. And I want to tell you, that, that aisle is bright. But aren't you glad it's not the only place in Home Depot where there is a light? Aren't you glad they've got lights over plumbing? Aren't you glad they've got lights over electrical and over plywood and all the other things you're looking for? Let's just take that now and apply it to the world. God forbid that the only place the light shines is a setting like this. No, we got to get that light out there where people can find who Jesus is and experience what Jesus can do. Amen. So be a bringer. Be a bringer in 2022. Get as many people to church with you as you can. Share your story with as many people as you can. I love Isaiah chapter nine, verse two, where the Bible says something about what I think we typically only attribute to the 33 and a half years that Jesus walked the planet himself personally. It says this in in Isaiah uh, chapter nine, verse two, prophetically about Jesus who would come, that the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Hey, I'm glad that happened in Galilee 2,000 years ago. I'm glad for 33 and a half years there in Nazareth and Jerusalem, Jesus' light was shining. But y'all, they need a light in Bro Bridge. They need a light in Cankton, man. They need a light in Scott. They need a light in Lafayette. And we are the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. We're the light of the world. Here's what makes our faith shine. Good works, wisdom, evangelism, and number four, holiness. Now, I want you to get nervous about that word. Because when I suggest that God is a holy God who calls us to be holy people, I'm not saying we look down on people as inferior and we think we're better than anybody else. Not at all. No, no, no. Holiness just means I love God and I want to be like him. That's all it means. All of us miss the mark. All of us make mistakes. But our heart, our desire in 2022 should be to be holy as our God is holy. Ephesians chapter 5 Verse eight and nine reads like this. 
Once you were full of darkness. How many remember those days? I do, man. I remember those days in my life. I remember the struggle. I I remember the addiction. I remember the selfishness that almost destroyed me. He said, once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Church, if the only difference between us and the world around us is where we spend an hour and a half on Sunday morning, we don't have a real faith. A real faith shines. Sunday, yes, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The light shines through that holiness we embrace where we recognize that God has called us out of this world and we can't live like this world lives. We can't act like this world acts. We can't treat people the way this world treats people. Come on, y'all. We have to be like our heavenly father. We've got to be like our holy God. There's got to be a difference between us and the world if our life, if our light is going to shine. Philippians chapter two, verse 14, gives us some very practical instruction along these lines. Paul writes here about, inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, do everything without complaining and arguing. I'm gonna let you just chew on that for a minute. Do everything without complaining or arguing. You know, if that's the only form of holiness we embrace, we would stand out. Because this fallen world is full of complaining and it's full of arguing. But if we become Followers of Jesus that just don't live like that. Come on, our light, our faith will shine bright. He says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. How many of y'all married? Raise your hand if you're married. Okay, so when you got married, you expected the person you married to change some things. They used to go out with anybody they wanted to go out with. They'd go on dates regularly with, you know, different women or different men, right? Now that they're married to you, that's supposed to change. What if you got married and later that week, your husband walked in in his best going out clothes and you said, where are you going? Oh, I got a date tonight. (laughs) All of that's supposed to change, right? Can I tell you as a follower of Jesus, There's some things that are supposed to change. I'm not supposed to live the same way I used to live, act the same way I used to act, talk the same way I used to talk. I'm not supposed to treat people like I did back when I was in darkness. I'm in the light now. And we gotta live as children of the light. It's what causes our faith to shine. I got one more for you. I think if our our faith is really gonna shine, it's gonna happen because of good works, wisdom, because of the evangelism that we carry out as we share the gospel, because of the holiness that we embrace. And then number five, I believe it's our fellowship with one another that really causes us to shine. If you've got a dark room and you bring one light in it, it makes a difference. You put a hundred lights in it and there's no room for darkness anymore. And that's why God wants to bring us together. And that's why Satan wants to keep us apart. It's why he works so diligently to try to divide us. Listen, when we come together, 
Our light shines so bright. 1 John 1 verse 7 said, if we're living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. The more light you bring together, the brighter that light will become. So I'm bringing that up on day two of 2022 so you can make up your mind right now. I'm joining a small group this semester. I'm gonna connect with some people. I'm gonna make some new friends. I'm gonna build the relationship that I have with current friends and see it get stronger and see us get closer because that's when the light shines the brightest, man, is when we're doing life together. Join a small group. We're going to be kicking off that semester here at the end of January. And man, I want you right now deciding again, right here, first thing in the new year, I'm going to be a part of a small group this year. I'll wrap up this message with this thought. I believe that faith, real faith, shines. But let me just clarify what I mean by that. Because real faith shines for people, not at people. Real faith shines for people. If I'm in a dark place and I'm trying to find something or fix something, and you come in with a light and you shine that light for me, you help me. If you shine that light at me, you're just making it worse. I already couldn't see, and now I sure can't see because you're blinding me. How many see what I'm saying today? And let's apply that to how we are the light of this world. We're really the light of the world when we're shining a light for people, not at people. Our job is not to just point out how wrong people are and how horrible sinners people are. Our light is to shine our light before men in a helpful way so that they can find what they're looking for. They can fix what's broken. They can see what they've never been able to see before. Here's what the Bible says about this Savior Jesus that God sent into the world. In John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 17, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Amen. The work of the Holy Spirit is never a condemning work. And our role as the light of the world is never to be a condemning role. It is to be a light that is helpful. Now, the Holy Spirit will convict. Oh, he will convict. Come on, some of y'all been convicted before. And he will convince. And that's what the light of the world is here for. It's what we're here for. To allow that light to bring conviction to people in a helpful way and convince them, if I embrace the light, like this person has embraced the light. My life can change. I can find what I'm looking for. I can fix what's broken. I can see what I've never been able to see before. My prayer for us in 2022 is that our faith will shine.